Hello, and welcome to the Royal Hour Podcast, hosted by the one and only Prince Onyx. Join me on a daily to weekly basis with the Royal Court and I as we delve deep into a wide range of topics. From entertainment to politics, both professional and streetwise, to personal stories of things that we've experienced. From dating troubles to family drama and (laughs) even our own tea that'll get spilled. All from a Chicago perspective that at times can be viewed as worldly. You can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and more. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just wanted to stop in and let you guys know before you listen to this episode that this is a part of something new that I am starting. Thanks to Anchor, I am able to offer you guys ad-free content for a very low reasonable rate and a subscription fee of $7.99 a month. So for $7.99 a month, you guys will get these episodes where there are no ads. You get the intro, we go right into the episode, you get the outro, that's it, that's all. And yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that you guys got some exclusive content coming to you guys in 2023, whether it's just me going on and on about various topics for an hour or two hours, because y'all know that your boy can talk. Y'all know the good guy Prince can talk. Or if it's me and one of my co-hosts or a panel of us, and we're just talking for, again, an hour, two hours or more, you guys will get that ad-free as long as you are subscribed for $7.99 a month. And also, also, be sure to let me know throughout how you guys are enjoying the episodes because I'm definitely going to be improving on the episodes and the content and the quality of the content that I'm giving you guys in 2023. (laughs) So yes, once again, you guys, if you would like to get ad-free content like this episode that you are about to hear, Please be sure to subscribe to the Royal Hour podcast via Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever they allow you to subscribe for that $7.99 a month option. Thank you guys so much and have yourselves a wonderful day. Peace. And now let's get to the show. African. Yeah. We a little different when it yeah, comes to stage yeah, presence. Yeah, 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 America, yeah. oh yeah, them niggas gonna be wobbling, pants hanging half down, <laughs> bored as hell, half to sleep because they high as hell right, on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Africa, we wake up morning like, look, I mean, look at these YouTube clips of all these kids from Uganda and yeah. how they be, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, these kids yeah. are performers. Like, yeah. so for us, it comes natural, you know, like to watch the kids from Af- Africa. Yeah. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I know y'all have not heard my voice in a while. It's been a lot as we get ready to get on up out of here for 2022. But I wanted to play that clip of Akon that has been circulating around the internet for the past three days. He went on this podcast, this, I'm assuming it's a podcast or an online talk show or whatever, called the ZZ Mills Show. And basically, Akon was talking about how Africans are more talented and better performers than black Americans, while simultaneously shitting on black Americans, all while using black slang. And it's just funny because Akon, you know, he came to America 
he acted like a black American. He's while doing black American music and talking in AVA in AAVE, African American Vernacular English, wearing black American clothes, you know, wearing the brands, the clothes that black Americans made popular, therefore then celebrities made popular by, by stealing the, these trends by regular degular well-to-do black folks, the average citizens. You know, getting big features from who? Black American artists. But once he got rich, it's, oh, fuck Black America in every single interview ever since. And it's just funny because, again, I want you guys to imagine having a, having a critique on African Americans being the worst than Africans. All the while, you have six kids in America that you refuse to participate in their lives because, according to Akon, a father being involved in his child's life is some white is quote unquote white people shit, while actually being born in fucking Missouri as an African American. The jokes, ladies and gentlemen, and to my non-binary folks, the jokes literally fucking write themselves. He is a Senegalese American. He was born here, and yet here he is trying to start this diaspora war. This nigga is from Missouri. It's like this whole diaspora war. I pray that going into 2023, we really stop this shit because it's especially all over TikTok with, you know, you'll have the continental Africans who were most likely born over here. If not, their parents have moved them over here for a better life and better opportunities. Catch that. And they grew up around African-Americans. They grew up around black Americans. They grew up around us, adop adapted and adopted the slang and the culture, the vernacular, the way the, our mannerisms, all of that. And is then using that to then slander us in the little TikTok videos where they're making it seem like they are better than us. We have to stop doing the work of white supremacists. We have to stop doing the work of the enemy. This is some divide and conquer shit. It doesn't matter if you are from Senegal. It doesn't matter if you are from Ethiopia. I don't give a fuck if you're from Chicago, if you're from Missouri, if you're from L.A., from Compton, wherever the fuck you are from, from Egypt, from Jamaica, from Haiti, from Belize, wherever you are from, stop giving in to what they want us to do, which is the divide. We are doing more harm to ourselves and playing into this shit. We're playing into you know what? Because this episode is going to be all over the place. But we're playing into this shit just like how a lot of black men and women are still playing into the Megan and Tory situation. Bringing up her sexual history doesn't do shit and it doesn't mean shit to me as a black gay man in America and just in general. It doesn't do shit because someone's sexual history does not then equate to, oh, yeah, well, you got shot. It's fine. Whatever. And for the people who are still dragging that situation, this is just to me pivoting a little bit. Y'all need to realize that a lot of women, a lot of y'all homegirls, your sisters, your mothers, your grandmothers, your aunts, whomever, they have gone through levels of abuse like this. They just did not have public scrutiny and the public eyes on them like Megan did. Anyway, going back to and I'll get back, I'll tap to that, you know, in the next segment. But getting back to Akon, it's just this diaspora war has to stop because, again, people like, you know, folks like Akon, they get rich off of black American culture. Then again, it is fuck black Americans through and through in every interview. And it just makes you sit back and wonder, well, damn, what the fuck did we ever do to you? Again, we were bumping your music all through the hood when I was growing up and Akon was popular and he was booming and bussing, baby. Locked up, they won't let me out. Mr. Locked up, they won't let me out. Mr. Lonely, I'm lonely. Like, bruh, you were making music with black Americans, but now it's fuck these same people who you was eating at the fucking table with? What type of sense does that make? I swear, y'all hate 
us so fucking much because y'all think that we have been taught to hate y'all when the whole fucking time that was not it yes bitch i as a black american was called an african booty scratcher in grade school and by like shit by the seventh or eighth grade that shit stopped and i got over that shit as a child it no longer bothered me because it shit because it had stopped but because it's like looking back it's like yeah that shit was hurtful but i didn't carry that with me like y'all carry this fucking chip on y'all shoulder man y'all have this big ass chip on y'all shoulder whether you're a black brit whether you are from the caribbeans whether you are from again the continent of africa and you come over here y'all have this chip on y'all fucking shoulder about some shit that happened to you when you was a child you have to heal that inner fucking child because that shit is disruptive and dis- disruptive and destructive as fuck please get over it and do so in a way that is less harmful harm reduction needs to become one of y'all fucking mantras moving forward because this shit gotta stop this shit has to stop you can't be saying fuck us and then get mad when motherfuckers are trying to learn about their culture learn about their ancestors but also it's funny how you shat on and shitted on black american performers when there's people like tina turner sierra Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Prince, Beyonce, Lizzo, James motherfucking Brown, Brandy, Monica. You're focused on, hell, there's Usher. There's people who, you know, you're not focused on. You're focused on them. You're focused, but you're, you're so fucking focused on the ones who, yes, are, are, they're sagging, you know, their pants off their ass, whatever the fuck, they're drunk, they're high, whatever, look, you're focusing on them, sweetheart, we have so many examples, Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston, Rick James, bitch, The Temptations, New Edition, Normani, Chris Brown, Tanache, come the fuck on now, we have so many examples, hell, what was it, um, damn, what was the name, Mindless Behavior, like, nigga, we have so many examples, of black American performers who perform they motherfucking asses off. Hell, Doja Cat, like even though she's biracial, but still, it's like, bitch, there are so many motherfucking people who perform they fucking asses off like the rent is due every goddamn time and they show the fuck up. So put some fucking respect on their name. And again, nigga, you got six fucking children here in these United States that you don't even fucking acknowledge out of all the other kids that you either do acknowledge but aren't really in their life. Because again, once you once men like Akon become rich, once men like Akon become rich, once men like Akon become rich, they don't have to participate in the child's life. They don't have to be there for their child. They don't have to. So they put all of that responsibility onto the women, onto the mothers, who also what? Have jobs. So it's their fucking jobs to do this, do that, all while providing for the home with a job. And a man who could be doing, who could be picking up his weight, but oh yeah, that's that white man shit. And the problem is that motherfuckers like him will influence and and make it a beck and call, a dog whistle, if you will, to black men who want to be white so fucking bad. Who want to be white men so fucking bad while shouting all this pro-black bullshit. You niggas ain't pro-black. Y'all are pro-black when it's convenient, but y'all don't really give a fuck if we're being honest If we're being motherfucking honest, y'all don't care about the black race, about the black women, about the black children. Y'all don't care. You care more about your ego. You care more about your persona. You care more about that version of you that we fucking see, that the people see. But you're afraid to show the real you 
the real you that is a weak ass, broken down ass, shattered, fragmented form of his motherfucking self. Bitch, I'm ending this year with this episode on a fucking bang. I'm coming for every fucking body, bitch. Line them the line them the fuck up. Let's go. Bum ass nigga, because it's like, how dare you say this shit? How dare you fucking say this shit? It's like, again, all of this back and forth that we're doing, we are literally doing, once again, the work of white supremacy. But if you did the fucking research, better yet, I'm going to let this sister from TikTok speak and break this shit down to you. Because if we keep letting the futures and the Akons and the Nick Cannons of the world tell it, black men are going to going to continue to not be in the fucking home because they're going to see these rich ass motherfuckers and feel like, oh, well, they got money. They got money. So, you know, it's okay for them not to be in the house. It's okay for them to create all these homes and these these broken homes, these these fucking single parent homes and not take care of none of these mother these children or these mothers. Are you motherfucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding? You know what? Look, like I said, let me go ahead and pull this up for y'all because I ain't, I got time today. Fuck that. I got time today. So let's fucking do that. I got motherfucking time today. I got time, bitch. Let's go. I want to preface this that this is the exception and not the rule. Future, Akon, Nick Cannon, all the rest of them with multiple baby mamas and are not present in each and every household. Those are the exception and not the rule. Because in 2013, there was a study released that said that black fathers are the most likely to be present in the homes of their children. For children under the age of five, black fathers prepared and ate meals more with their children compared to their white counterparts. Children between five and 18, fathers, black fathers took children to and from activities daily more than their white counterparts. They also helped their children with homework more compared to white dads. As of 2019, the Pew Research on Black Families, that single-race Black people, that is multi-race Black people, and Black Hispanics, they included all Black people across the diaspora. The average Black family is involved in a married relationship. I keep saying most of the negative stereotypes surrounding the Black community are the minority, but they seem to be the loudest. And I do not understand why there are some of these black men who put out these negative stereotypes about black women, about black families, and about black fatherhood. For Akon to sit up here and say that being a present black father is a white man's thing is ignorant. And because men like him are rich, they don't have to be present. They don't have to help raise their children. That's their women's job. Although the average black woman has a job. So she's supposed to raise her children by herself while providing for her family through a job. But that's not so for the man, according to his logic. That's why it frustrates me when black men will sit on these social media platforms and these podcasts and bash black. And that was a sister. Um, her TikTok is CF story. So the letters C F in the word story and again y'all heard it first y'all heard it here like the statistics that she broke down about how you know the reality of it is that black men are actually involved in their child's life i know that for many for for how can i say this for many not all that may not be the case and then there's the reversal of that because as she even said the negative the stereotypes about our community 
they really do. When you really sit down and think about it, they seem like they are so, you know, they're, they're larger than what they really are. And they have been perpetuated to be that way. But this is why we also need to hold black media accountable as well, because urban black media perpetuates anti-blackness, gender wars at the demise of the greater community. And as much as we want to ignore that, because a lot of you guys on Twitter, a lot of you guys who stay on your phone all day and don't fucking put your phone down to go touch grass or even go make some snow angels since it's the winter. A lot of you all fail to realize. A lot of you all fail to realize that. The gender war is a real thing. The gender war is not because. Oh, you guys are mad. Black men are mad because the patriarchy is being destroyed and women are being heard more and embraced and blah, blah. No, it's not none of that stupid shit. That's, again, another tool of white supremacy, another tactic and a tactic and tool of division. It's not because the patriarchy is being attacked. No, bitch. It's because it's being used to separate black men and women. It's being used when you hear more and more black women and even black gay men continue to say that black men ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. I need y'all to really listen to me and listen and hear me when I say this. In 2023, you better be real fucking mindful of your tongue. There's power in the tongue, and we've been saying this well before 2020, well before 2021, before 2022, before whatever. That phrase has been around going back to the fucking biblical eras. There is power in the tongue. If you keep saying that, that niggas ain't shit, that man ain't shit, especially for you gay niggas who are saying that, who y'all are saying ones who are crying about motherfuckers wearing matching pajamas for, you know, the holidays and shit like that. Bitch, look, you're going to end up finding yourself dealing with these ain't shit men again and again and again because the universe... The ethosphere that you guys keep spitting that shit out into is going to end up shooting that shit right back into you and reflecting. It's like, okay, someone so keeps saying this. All right. This is going to be a reflection of their life. So you're going to keep dealing with motherfuckers who are not honest. You're going to keep dealing with motherfuckers who are breaking your heart. You're going to keep dealing with the Tory Lanes and Akons and Futures and Drakes and Nick Cannons of the world who don't give enough of a fuck about you realistically outside of fucking you, not loving you and making love to you, but fucking you and fucking you over at that So in 2023, be mindful of your motherfucking tongue and be mindful of the shit that you are attracting, because that is a year, a a magical year, the year of seven. It's a real, real magical year. And yes, I'm getting extraterrestrial and I'm getting deep. I don't give a fuck because y'all, those who know, y'all know how it is and y'all know how I give it up on this, on this motherfucking show. Y'all know what it is. Y'all need to be mindful of the shit that y'all are saying. That's why even for me, there are certain YouTubers that I have to low key take breaks from watching so much. That's why I give a shout out whenever I can to somebody like Bondi Blue and even to Thought Crimes. And even when I have to take a break from either them or her, it's because, you know what, let me take a break, gather my thoughts and my own thoughts without influence from others. But there are certain people who it's just like it's hard to listen to them 24 seven or, you know, whenever they do a live video because everybody's doing live videos nowadays or even when they do like segmented videos. It's hard to really like constantly consume that shit because a lot of shit you got to be careful with your media diet. You have to be careful of what you are consuming. You have to be mindful because the media is not your friend. Just like the paparazzi, which is a part of the media, is not your friend. They're no one's friend. Just like the streets don't love nobody, bitch, the paparazzi don't love nobody. The media don't love nobody. And once again, 
urban black media needs to be held accountable from the shade room to Hollywood unlocked to what it for what is it fucking media takeout to the neighborhood talk to this person to that person to Armin Wiggins to Tasha K to whoever the fuck they need to be held accountable you need to be held accountable for the shit that you are saying and perpetuating. Yes, you may be stating your opinion, and then you also may come to the table with some facts, but your opinion is what's more deadly than the facts. Your opinion is what's more deadly than the facts. Again, your opinion is what's more deadly than the motherfucking facts. And y'all need to understand that. You have a platform. Be mindful of your platform. Be mindful of how you have built your platform because that may just may be the same way you are taken down. A prime example of that, I would like to say, is somebody like Impressive, who I watched her stuff early on, but now I can't even really stomach it because she comes off very one-sided and biased. And I hate that for her because she's a beautiful sister, you know, beautiful Trinidadian sister who, you know, is a blogger. I would say she's like the, the more entertainment-focused version of Lovely T to a degree. And yes, I am going to name names. Baby, look, this is how I give it up. I'm not going to be apologizing. But what I'm saying is when it comes to Impressive is that nowadays more and more of her videos, she's just coming off again very one-sided and biased. When it comes to Zaya Wade and when it comes the whole Zaya Wade situation, from that to the Megan Thee Stallion situation with Tory Lanez, the Megan Thee Stallion situation with Nicki, the Lotto situation with Nicki, the Cardo situation, Cardi situation with Nicki, like certain situations and certain videos like, you can tell she's trying to be neutral, but she fails every given motherfucking turn. At every take and every turn and every step of the way, she fails. And you can tell it, it, it's starting to give, ma'am, you're in somebody's back pocket and you're a part of black media. Be mindful of how you are talking. Be mindful. Just like on Fox Soul, because Funky Dineva basically let it be known that he is the side piece to a married man. And sweetheart, you are with you older gays. Fuck that, because everybody finna get get a bullet, get a spiritual bullet in this fucking segment. You older black gays, y'all need to stop flexing like being a fucking side piece. I don't give a fuck. Yes, there's consent with the person who you are the side piece to, and I'm assuming their partner, be it a man or a woman, whoever, whatever. There's consent across the board. Okay, however. Being the side piece, we have to stop putting that shit on a pedestal and acting like that's a fucking prize. It's not. It's despicable. You should be ashamed of yourself. We really need to bring back shame in 2023. And I'll definitely start doing that in my goddamn self. I will bring back shame if I got to. If I have to start a segment on this show, ladies and gentlemen and gentle thems, I will fucking do that. I will fucking do that. I will do that because maybe just maybe if I can get through to somebody through the airwaves to my listeners and really put them on game and just give them, a, a you know, some food for thought, giving me things to think about, giving you something to think about. Thank you, Jill Scott. Bitch, maybe just maybe some things can start to shift because you perpetuating that, knowing that you are on this nationally syndicated fucking platform. You are then going to put it into the minds of these younger gay boys coming up that, you know what, when you get into your old age and you still ain't in a relationship yet because of some shit that you have perpetuated and manifested into your life by the power of your own tongue. Oh, it's OK to be a side piece to a married motherfucker at that. Hell, even a motherfucker that's in a relationship and not married. It's OK to be the side piece. And, you know, motherfuckers want to use the, oh, well, there's consent, there's consent. I don't give a fuck that there is consent in this matter. You're still a despicable fucking home-wrecking slut. That's nothing to be, to be happy about. You should want better for yourself. 
You should want better for yourself at your big age. But niggas like you, niggas like you, the same ones who, who mock black women. And I swear that shit needs to also die in 2023. All you motherfuckers who are not really funny, if we really want to be honest and dressing like black women, stop that shit. If you really want to do a skit or a sketch or whatever the fuck you want to call it with a black woman, find one of your homegirls, call them up, see if they're not doing nothing, get them involved versus you dressing in your mama's dashiki and towels and shit with these fake ass press-ons and pretending to be a black woman. That's not funny, my nigga. Let that shit the fuck go. Let that shit the fuck go. You are not Martin Lawrence. You are not Eddie Murphy. You are not none of these men before you who, you know what? Yeah, they did it and you could hold them accountable too. But baby, that was a different fucking time. I'm talking about now because a lot of you niggas are not fucking funny without that shit. If we take away the black woman uh, shtick, a lot of you niggas ain't funny. A lot of you niggas ain't funny. Y'all just a bunch of gay boys who want to perpetuate being a black woman and a stereotype of a black woman, a negative stereotype at that, as if black women have not went through enough already. Again, going back to what I said earlier, with the Megan Thee Stallion situation and how a lot of us, even those of y'all who, even though myself included, because I was retweeting certain stuff that I thought was defending her, but in actuality, it was harming her because we were doing what Tori's PR team wanted to do, which was discuss her sex life more than the fact that this fucking demonic leprechaun shot her because he was upset because she told his ass the fucking truth about his career. And so he, he you know, how can a mother, you came between two best friends and then you shot one of those best friends while simultaneously beating another who was going to her, be her best friend's aid because you harmed her, because your feelings were hurt, because your ego was hurt. And for his father and his stepmom talking about some, oh, Jay-Z has kids and oh, Rock Nation this and my son didn't sign to Rock Nation. And that's why they that's why they motherfucker. You are a scam artist. Word through the grapevine is that you were doing what Rihanna's father was doing, which was promising artists over in Kenya or wherever you were stationed at the time. You were promising these artists collaborations with your son that never came to fruition, but you damn sure took their money. And because they were their hungry artists on the come up and on the grind, they believed you and gave it to you. And on top of that, your son, a Canadian in America who already was on probation for the other shit that he's done. You know, he 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 really thought you and the whole family thought he was going to really get away with this shit. This motherfucker already had cases pending. This was the one that just happened to really get his ass. Because your son is a fucked up individual because you are not in that boy's fucking life. You were never in that boy who has now grown into a man boy. You were never in his life. You handed him off to his grandmother who didn't even take him in. So he was out on the streets and had to fend for himself. If you do a little research, you will see how fucked up he, you know, how he got to where he got to. But instead of us bringing up Tory Lanez's history of abuse, motherfuckers were so focused on who Megan fucked. And oh, how could she do this to Kelsey? There were black women who were basically saying that it was okay. That it was okay for her to have been harmed because you did that to your best friend. So let me get this correct. So if y'all cheat on y'all, if y'all mess around with y'all homegirls, man, and she finds out, is it okay for her to then beat you, shoot you, possibly, you know, kill you, unalive you, whatever the fuck? Is that okay then? Is that okay? Because that shit has happened a lot. If you even listen to Sisters Who Kill, which is a podcast, a true, a true crime podcast uh, by two black women that focuses on uh, case crimes, you know, cases that were that were perpetuated and done by black women. And there are cases where black girls lost their fucking mind and killed the uh, killed the, the victim who they killed another black woman 
over a nigga. It was a nigga over a nigga. Killed her in cold fucking blood. And now her life is gone because she's in prison for the rest of her natural born motherfucking life. Even though, yes, you can say she's changed. She's changed. Look, a motherfucker, look. A tiger don't change its stripes. A leopard don't change its stripes. A fucking zebra don't change its motherfucking stripes. Once a, a, a tiger, a, a fucking leopard, a cheetah, whatever the fuck, a zebra, always. They don't change their fucking stripes. Motherfuckers make, make one fucking mistake that ruins their whole fucking life. But motherfuckers, when it comes to celebrities, all logic goes out the window. And to you black women bloggers who were being so one-sided and biased and attacking Megan, look, you don't have to be a mega fan of hers. You don't even have to be a regular degular schmegler fan of hers. But to attack this woman and berate her and talk so much shit about this girl and she's going through so fucking much, her mother's not here. Her father's not here. Her grandmother's not here. Nobody immediately, immediate to her is not here. She is away. She is separate from any family that she possibly would be close to but she only had them she only had them and you know the superstardom the fame and everything and all of her achievements being overshadowed by this case and then the baby coming out against her or somebody who she worked with and collaborated with coming out against her and then Drake and that bullshit that he did with the, the song with 21 Savage on that, you know, her loss album. It's like, bruh, all the metaphors in the world, you knew exactly what the fuck you were saying. You knew exactly what you were saying. And especially during this climate. See, once again, we have to hold our community accountable. We have to hold hip hop accountable. We have to hold the rap community accountable. We have to. We have to. We have to. We have to hold them accountable. We have to stop just letting shit fly just because they black. We have to stop that shit, yo. We got to stop that shit. It, like, it don't make fucking sense. It don't make sense. Y'all need to stop treating every black man like he is an Emmett Till, like they are a Nelson Mandela, a Huey P. Newton, a Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a Malcolm X, a Marcus Garvey. Y'all need to stop treating them like they are <laughs> like they are them they're not these are just niggas who entertain but they also are fucked up human beings at the end of the day and we need to realize that and we need to accept that shit y'all need to acknowledge that shit it's okay to hold these motherfuckers accountable Y'all act like some bad shit is going to happen. Ain't shit bad going to happen to them if we hold them. Like, y'all act like if we hold a, a black man accountable, he just going to, like, burst into flames. Just combust into fucking flames. I promise you that's not going to happen. We need to simply hold these people accountable because they're fucked up and they're causing harm to the community. Hip-hop and rap really needs to take a look at itself after this whole case. And how they've treated Megan and how they feel like, oh, well, because she raps about this and because she does this, oh, she deserves whatever happens to her. It's whatever. It's whatever. It's whatever. Right? It's whatever. Like, how fucking dare y'all? Like, y'all are just so... <sighs> I pray for my community so fucking much. And there are times where I want to give up on this fucking community. But then there are those reminders and those people who I know personally that let me know that, you know what, again... The stereotypes are really the minority and they overshadow the majority that is anti 
what this anti-black shit is. It's anti these negative stereotypes. I really want hip hop and rap to really look in the fucking mirror and have a conversation because we cannot keep doing this to our women and to our men, especially our women. They get the brunt of it. And a, and a lot of you niggas, I, it's funny how a lot of y'all niggas can quote that famous Malcolm X quote about black women being the most disrespected woman in the world, the blah, 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 blah. Y'all can quote that, but then y'all turn around and disrespect them. If they're not your mother, your sister, hell, even your homegirl, she gets the disrespect, to be honest with you. But if they're not anybody related to you or if they're not fucking you, y'all really don't like these women. And it ain't got shit to do with your sexuality. No, it's a matter of the misogyny and the massage noir. And the toxic patriarchy, y'all hate the, and the toxic masculinity. Y'all hate these women if they are not who if they're not related to you. Y'all don't really give a fuck about these women who you are in relationships with, who you are even married to. Y'all don't give a fuck about them because y'all are narcissistic, egotistical maniacs who need fucking help. And I really mean that shit. Y'all need motherfucking help. Welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast. Oh my God, to my Royal Court. Yes, I know y'all got an earful the first like 30 damn minutes going into the show. I'm going to just say this last little bit and I'm going to move on to a lighter topic, if you will, because this shit really just like, this is why like, I don't like to, I don't, it's not that I don't like to do this, it's just I try not to do this often, which is tapping into tapping into that energy where it's like i just you know basically obliterate motherfuckers and i don't give a fuck who gets hurt in my wake you know what i'm saying in my path but going back to the last little bit when it comes to the megan the stallion situation i really hope that she is surrounded by positivity and uplifting people i pray that honestly going into 2023 she just goes off the radar she goes somewhere remote and ignores her phone and just relaxes gets her mind right gets herself right mentally spiritually emotionally physically and you know if she's going to do another album and then go on a tour great but to be honest with you she just really needs a fucking break because again the rap community some black men in the rap community which disregards their own lives as well um and this doesn't account for black male actors or jazz artists, you know, etc. The, the like, so on and so forth, blase, blase, who, because they didn't hop on the anti-Megan train. Rap culture is at a crisis level and is at a crisis state. And, it's, and that of which is being anti-black woman and anti-black women, because I said woman, anti-black women and anti-black men. Again, the rap community, we need to fix this shit. We need to fix this shit because media is a powerful tool and he who controls the media, you know, they can use it for good or they can use it for evil because at the end of the day, no matter how many black owned record labels there are, the distribution is at the hands of people who do not look like us. And they are the ones who are distributing all of these songs out into the masses that has everybody on this scam and shit and fucking niggas over and, oh, I'll take your bitch and I ain't going to give your nigga back to the 32nd day of Christmas and ha ha, bitch. Oh, I got your man. Oh, he tricking off on me. Ah, nah, nah, nah. Like this nanny boo boo shit, this immature shit. Rap and hip hop is so fucking immature. And the thing is, they're just simply there needs to be a balance. If I can simplify this as best that I can, there needs to be a balance. We can have the 
you know, I'm for, I'm F R E E for nigga free. We can have the fuck nigga free anthems. We can have the city girls, but we can, we need to also make space for the women like a Tierra Whack, a Rhapsody, you know, the women who aren't do who aren't sexualized. And I'm not trying to come at this on some, you know, old respectability politics type of bullshit. Fuck all of that. Because at the end of the day, you could be the most respectable Negro on the block and you were still getting lynched. You were still getting burned alive and shot and drowned. Y'all can look it up. Y'all need to really read some fucking books and realize that it's like, yo, it's not a matter of motherfuckers being, oh, a respectable Negro. And, oh, you want us to just act like this and shuck and jive. Baby, y'all are doing the shucking and jiving all on your own. All on your motherfucking own. Y'all are doing the shugging and jiving just fucking fine. I'm not telling anybody to do that. What I'm telling you to do is to research, is to do the fucking research, to realize that there's a book, there's books out here like Buried in the Bitter Waters, The Hidden History of Racial Cleansing in America by Elliot Jaspin, where in the book it is quoted as saying that more than 4,400 African-American women, men, and children were hanged, burned, uh, burned alive, shot, and drowned, and beaten to death by white mobs between 1877 and 1950. They burned and killed indiscriminately, sweeping entire counties clear of blacks to make them racially, quote-unquote, pure. So again, I'm not telling anybody to be a respectable Negro. What I'm saying is there needs to be a fucking balance. We are led, we are in a time now, we've been in this time for quite some time, for quite a while, Brian, and this pandemic and everything just really escalated it more, where debauchery and chaos and despicable behavior has been tolerated and accepted as the new normal. We are in a time now where wrong is right and right is wrong. And I'm not fighting this battle alone. There are many others who are fighting this battle with me, but God damn it, we are tired. We are tired of fighting this battle alone. We are tired of having to like try to somewhat fit in and, you know, dumb ourselves down so that our message can be heard. We're tired of having to, you know, put, like put put the fucking medicine in some damn candy and feed it to you. Like you're a fucking baby. We're tired of having to try to wake people up. Fuck all this woke shit and da 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 da. But just waking people up to the fucking matrix that we are all in. We're all guilty and victims of it. We have all found ourselves in it, but not many of y'all know how to get out of it. And so again, we're playing into these into these tools of division. We're playing into the gender wars. We're playing into black man ain't this, black women ain't shit. Oh, this, that, this, that, and the third. The whole here's the thing. Truth be told, truth be fucking told. If y'all really, really, really want a motherfucker to be honest with you, a lot of y'all need to really take a look at, at how y'all are when it comes to interracial relationships. You know what I'm saying? For those of y'all who enter those relationships and like you'll have a black man who is with a non-black woman who then gets jealous when he sees a black woman with a white man. And that is because a lot of y'all get into these relationships. Mm. Oh, let me wake this shit up. A lot of y'all get into these relationships because y'all have some resentment and jealousy and some unchecked healing. Y'all literally, you know, y'all y'all go out of y'all way to disrespect black people to disrespect your own people down to your fucking family and friends y'all go out of y'all way to be so fucking disgusting and it is a shame because you don't have to do that if you want to be in an interracial union if that is who you are in love with if that is how you found love baby congratulations 
I'm not going to hate on you. The problem is, though, is that there are those of y'all who enter these relationships and y'all have this this conception that it's like, oh, well, you be you keep telling your non-black partner that, oh, well, you better than you better than these black bitches. And then for you black women, y'all keep telling that these white men that they are better than black men. So then when y'all partners go into these community, into the black community so arrogantly or they find themselves in predominantly black spaces and are so fucking arrogant about it. And then when they asses get checked at the door or get jumped and stumped out, then you want to play Captain Savaho. Then you want to become Samuel L. Jackson's character in motherfucking um. And motherfucker, what's that movie? Damn, y'all. In Django, where you are holding Leonardo DiCaprio as the care, his character, the master's dead body, while the house is getting shot up and riddled with bullets and crying over your master who's dead and not coming back. A lot of you motherfuckers, to be honest with you, if we were back in the times of slavery, a lot of y'all would be house niggas. And that's the fucking truth. A lot of y'all would be house niggas through and through, baby. A lot of y'all would be house niggas, yo. A lot of y'all. Because, again, y'all have these fucked up conceptions and, you know, these fucked up ways of viewing your own people, people who look like you. And that guy's that has to it probably will never stop. But that has to change again. Love who you gonna love and all of that shit. But goddamn, stop hating on your people as a result of it. Stop going into these relationships full of hate and resentment and re and all of these weird ass feelings towards your own people. Go heal yourself first because you're still holding on to the handful of black partners that you had who fucked you over. Everybody gets fucked over across the color spectrum because what we also need to not bring into 2023 is comparing white relationships and white people and whiteness to black people and blackness. This obsession has to go because you can go on TikTok right now and you will see white people who are expo essentially exposing their relationships and marriages. There's a woman who literally uh, talked about how she told her husband that you know, because she was pre she's pregnant with their second child that was actually the planned child. So this wasn't an oopsie accident child. And the husband literally went off on her and was basically talking about how, how she's fat and he don't love her no more. He's never loved her and all of this other shit. And this is a white woman saying exposing this. But you will have black people who will say, oh, well, you know, white folks got it easier because they know how to date. And, you know, they date with purpose. And, you know, they, they, they marry young and they do this and they do that. And, oh, look at what they create. But, baby, all that, that glitters ain't gold. And that's a fucking black proverb, my nigga. All that glitters ain't gold. But let y'all tell it. Let y'all tell it. The grass is greener on the other side. Oh, the white man's ice is so much cooler when in fact it is not. It is not. And y'all need to acknowledge that shit. Real talk. Y'all need to acknowledge that shit and be okay with realizing that, yeah, that, that ain't what, what, you know, what it's all hyped up to be. Because y'all find yourselves in these situations and then y'all y'all find yourselves in these situations with a white person or, a, you know, Latino, whatever the case is, whoever you are with that's not black. Y'all find yourselves in these situations where y'all end up with these people. They dog you out and treat you like shit. And then who do you run to? Y'all run back to the blacks. And then there are especially, especially you black gay men who run, who make it your mission to only date white and Hispanic and Asian and anything that's not black. And then when these white men, these non-black men treat you like shit, you run to the Internet and run to us and you don't want us to galvanize behind you like this is some fucking Haitian revolution. Newsflash, bitch. They only want you for your dick. They only want you for your dick. They don't want you for nothing else. 
And we have to also hold ourselves accountable as black men, too, because we have unfortunately played into, once again, another tool of white supremacy, which is the dehumanization of us as humans, as full humans. So we think that it's OK to reduce ourselves to being nothing more than a walking dildo, a walking flesh jack, a walking human sex doll. We reduce ourselves to just that. And that has to stop. We have to do better. Want better for yourself. Want better for your fucking children, for the next generation that's coming up behind you. Want better for yourself. We should not be still having these conversations, but you know what? Slavery did its fucking work. Not just physically in the sense of chattel slavery, but mental slavery, mental enslavement, spiritual enslavement, metaphysical enslavement, emotional enslavement. We are slaves to every fucking thing in this country, to everything in this world that is out to destroy us. We are slaves to our addictions. We are slaves to upholding weird ass shit, especially for my gays again, for my black gays, this heteronormativity shit. We're slaves to trying to, uh, again, be the respectable Negro, be the respectable Negro. We're slaves to that shit, yo. We're fucking slaves to that shit. And y'all need to realize that shit has to stop. That shit has to stop. We have to do better, y'all. We have to do better. We have to want to do better. You have to want it. You have to want to do better as much as you want to breathe. And I don't know if a lot of y'all want, want to breathe that bad. And when I say breathe, I'm talking not in a, in a physical sense per se. Again, it's a metaphor. Catch up with me now. Follow along with me. But you have to want to do better. And for those of us who are doing better, we must align ourselves with others who are doing better. That don't mean that we got to always agree. We're not going to always agree, y'all. We are not going to always motherfucking agree. And that is OK. That's OK, y'all. It's OK to agree to disagree, because that's another thing that we've all fell victim and slave to. It's feeling like everybody has to agree with everybody. And if you don't, oh, you're trash, you're canceled. Oh, da 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 da, baby. Y'all know who the real cancelers are and y'all ain't it. Niggas who are stuck to their fucking phones, paying a hundred fucking dollars or something for these, for these high ass phone bills and paying thousands of dollars for these fucking phones that all do the same shit, but just with more memory. Come the fuck on now. We have to do better. We have to do better, y'all. We have to do better. Educate yourself. Read books. It's okay to read books, my nigga. Stop trying to be like these kind gays of the world who don't who make it their mission to be proud that they don't read books. The fuck is wrong with y'all? There's so much wrong with our community. And I don't know if I will see the day where the change that I and my other friends speak of, you know, I don't know if I'll be here to see it, but I can only pray that I, I am at least here when that shift really kicks in. Because sometimes, even though, yes, I am talking out loud, so essentially talking to myself, but I'm also talking to my spirit guides. I'm talking to my ancestors. I'm talking with God and I'm talking with you all. I just pray that you guys hear me out and understand where I'm coming from. I care about my people a lot. I really do. I care about my people so fucking much that it drives me to points of insanity to where I'm like breaking down and crying and having mental breakdowns because, God damn it, I want my people to do better. I want better for us. And you should, too. 
You should want better for your people. We should want better for ourselves, man. We should not want to keep, you know, playing into this bullshit that's been put out for us. All of these traps that we keep walking into happily and gladly. We keep walking into this shit so eloquently that it's sinister, it's sick. Why? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? I just... Oh, God. Again, I, I, it's like this is why I don't like to go into this space a lot, because when I'm in that space, y'all, it can be hard for me to come out. It really can. It really can. Because, again, you know, it's so much that we have to unpack, so much that we have to unfold, so much that we have to unlearn. A lot of colorism, a lot of, again, the resentment towards one another and resentment of self, so much anti-blackness, internalized homophobia, internalized biphobia, transphobia, all of this stuff, xenophobia. We have to really work so hard, damn near overtime, like we putting in overtime at, at our nine to fives just to make ends meet. And by making the ends meet, I'm talking about just dismantling this shit. Dismantling this shit instead of feeding into this system more and more. We got to do better, y'all. We have to do better. We have to do better. We got to do better. We got to do better and stop. You know, just just stop and think, because, again, let me let me look up the phrase, because I want to make sure I'm saying this right about um, believe none of what you hear or something like that. Uh, let me see. None of. Let me see. Let me make sure I got this phrase right. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Okay, so yeah, there it is. Believe nothing you hear and only half that you see. And you have to really wonder why it is that 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 quote, you know, says that. And apparently, so it comes from the short story "The System" of Doctor Tar and Professor Feather by Edgar Allan Poe. It appeared in the November eighteen forty five issue of the Garmin's uh, magazine, Graham's magazine. The tale was set in a private hospital for the mentally ill, and the adage was spoken. And the adage was spoken by the nominal head of the institution. You are you are young yet, my friend, replied my host. But the time will arrive when you learn to judge for yourself of what is going on in the world without trusting to gossip, without trusting to the gossip of others. Believe in nothing you hear and only have that you see. So, um, you know, that and it and that right there is just like. Maybe the older that we get, the more and more you guys will really refer back to that phrase and that saying that you are to believe nothing you hear, but half you see. Again, believe nothing you hear and only half that you see. You have to really question things like that. You have to really um, you just really have to. Again, stop believing everything that you hear and trust only half of what you see, because, again, media is a powerful tool. And if you are not aware of it. And again, I even I said I majored in communications when I had went to here at Washington College. So, again, I'm, I'm speaking from an educated background. And, you know, I'm not. And again, I'm not one of the people who flexes their degree just to flex it. I had a friend who used to do that. He majored in political science, thought he knew every fucking thing about politics. Me and that nigga are not friends no more. Um, and honestly, I'm glad that we're not, even though it hurts, it's just, hey, some friendships have to die. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's unfortunate, but hey, tis life. 
But yeah, again, just, you know, believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see, because the media is out here to trick each and every one of us. And we have to stop buying into it. Like, you know, the same way we scream and chant protect black women, it can not only apply to famous women, your favorite celebrity it has to apply to everybody. So whether it's a, you know, a Breonna Taylor to a Megan Thee Stallion, that pipeline, and, you know, in that, that spectrum, if you will, from a regular to well to do woman to a famous black woman. Hey, never forget that gray area. We have to protect the women closest to us. We have to protect each other for real, for real. We are all we got. And I really want y'all to just be mindful of that. We as a community need to do a better job because everybody else is beating us in this race of life. And I know, you know, race is a construct and blah, blah, blah. But look, sweetheart, for right now, for right now, can we just acknowledge race? Can we just talk about it without blowing up at one another? You know? And again, I'm not saying I'm not bringing up other communities to compare us to them, because, again, the whole white obsession, we got to stop that. But just when you look at other communities and how, you know, and I'm not trying to make it seem like they're picture perfect either because they have their own issues. But it's just like when you look at certain things like group economics and how in every major metropolitan city, there's a Chinatown, a Koreatown. And but for the predominantly black neighborhoods, we are constantly met with gentrification and police violence and over policing from the police state. We are constantly met with racist store owners of these beauty salons and corner stores and subways and, uh, you know, hair shops and beauty shops and nail shops and wherever the fuck else, whatever, Dunkin Donuts, whatever, who just attack and attack and attack and attack and attack and attack and attack us. I just really. I pray for my people again. I pray, I pray, I pray. I pray for us to really do better and do right by our people. And it starts with us. It really starts with us. Um, Y'all, I've really been holding this shit in because when that whole, again, that mega notorious shit was going on and going down, it was hard for me to like really pull myself off of Twitter. Because the updates were coming in and I was afraid that, you know, L.A. was that they was the state was going to lose that case because it was Megan wasn't on trial. Tory was. She was a witness to, you know, the for the prosecution because she was also the victim. But people made it seem like she was on trial and she wasn't. And again, that girl has gone through so fucking much. Like it's a lot of women who they themselves will even say. They could never walk a mile, a day, a second, a nanosecond, a millisecond, an hour, whatever, in Megan's shoes because they would have crumbled. Because you just got to think about, again, what she is facing and what she's been up against. She's like, you know, her stardom, her star was rising. It popped. She's been doing good. But, you know, in, the, in, in that she lost her mother and her grandmother in the same fucking month. And yet and still, she's also dealing with the ongoing battle with 1501. Her, her former label who refuses to release her and every other chick on that label is a carbon copy of her but they not doing shit with these women other than using them to be like oh we can make another you how can you when Megan was naturally talented since day one since before y'all found her she's been naturally talented a lot of these chicks y'all have to put them through fucking boot camp and they still sound just like her they act just like her they pose just like her they wear some of the same clothes just like her 
Like y'all, y'all trying to make it happen again and again. You cannot capture. You can only capture lightning in a bottle, but so many fucking times. And maybe unlike Zachary Campbell, which is another motherfucker, we need to definitely cancel, ban, and bar in 2023 with his hypocrite ass, because he goes wherever the wind fucking sways. But unlike him being a toxic Aquarius, me being an Aquarius just like Megan, that's why like this shit hurts seeing her go through the shit that she's going through, you know? She don't deserve this shit. None of these artists deserve this shit that they're going through. The controversy, the bullshit. You know, though, there's no such thing as bad publicity. That's a mother. Use a motherfucking lie. Because now in the hip hop community, that is an all boys club. You know, a male dominated industry. While, yes, we're seeing all the women out here. You know, hey, real high girl shit, city girl shit, big lotto. You know, hey, big purr. You know, all this shit. We seeing all these girls out here. Yeah, but they are still dealing with these men. These producers behind the scenes. There should be no reason why Ashanti was was met with it was met with this situation where this producer she worked with, with she made two songs that were supposed to end up on some album. I don't know if it's the album that she has coming out or the Braveheart album that had came out a few years back. But this guy, this producer, they finished the songs and he said, "Oh, okay, look, these songs are gonna be forty thousand each, so eighty thousand out of her pocket because she's an independent artist." And he said, you know what? I rock with you. I fuck with you. I'll give you these songs for free. But if you take a shower with me and she thought he was bullshitting and joking around, but that man was dead serious. And Ashanti not being one to just, you know, lay down and take it like so many others who don't have somebody in their corner or even have the bandwidth and with all within themselves and the confidence in themselves to say, nah, fuck that. This ain't it. And, you know, go on and do something else. You know, like it, it should be no reason why a, an artist like Ashanti is, is dealing with that. Or even when Maya, when that shit happened, where 50 Cent was slandering her, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just black women, yo. Like, y'all, we got to do better by these women. We have to do better by our women. Y'all have y'all constantly attack Lizzo for her weight and all this other shit. Y'all constantly attack this person for the y'all constantly attack Megan for this. Y'all attack, you know, y'all y'all come for these women constantly. And y'all wonder why now and now more and more we are seeing these artists are fucking tired. They want to quit the industry like yesterday. There should be no reason why an artist like Ari Lennox is not getting the fucking help that she needs with her anxiety to where she says that this tour coming up next year is going to be her last tour. Which we know realistically that can't be true, but these artists are tired because they don't really have anybody in their fucking corner, yo. They teams are not teaming like they should. Their teams are more unfocused and concerned with getting to the bag. But the price and the cost of admission to get to that bag, it comes at a heavy fucking cost. It comes at a heavy cost. And, oh God, oof. Oh, fuck, because it's like it's really getting me emotional, y'all. Um, but I'm not going to cry, y'all. I'm not going to cry this time. It's just, you know, it's just we have to do better, man. Like 2023, I really want us to do better. You know, like, I mean, even the way that people are attacking my girl, Mariah, the scientist. Here's the thing. Yes. Two years ago, she and another artist, an, another woman or another female artist, you know, the female artist was talking about her experience with Tory Lanez. This was like literally, I think, the night of or days after the situation with him and Meg. And Megan had, oh, not Megan, 
Mariah had said what she said, and she said for her, in her experience, that motherfucker never, you know, attacked her or made her feel uncomfortable or was abusive towards her. Because the other girl was like, well, hey, I've worked with him, and yeah, he's definitely an abuser. He's horrible, da 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 You know what I'm saying? And people have dragged her, Mariah, since. And that's what I want us to grow out of is attacking people to where people are making up these made up arguments about, oh, colorism is the only reason why she popped. No, bitch, it's because her song spread thin, a.k.a. Hollywood Dreams, as those of us in the fan club will always acknowledge it as, <laughs> you know, we, you know, she released the song, we blew it up, and then it got to TikTok, they blew it up, and she's been just popping ever since, and she's an independent artist, mind you, but also... Two years later, in 2022, she's no longer associated with Tory Lanez. Yes, and she even apologized earlier this year, if not last year, but I want to say earlier this year, she even apologized about speaking out on a situation that she did not have all the facts and details to. None of us had the details and facts all the way together. Hell, when the shit happened, people was like, what the hell? They done arrested Megan and Tory. What the fuck going on? Like, what, what the hell happened? She done stepped on glass and, you know, everybody was just like, what the fuck is going on? Then as everything else came out, because Tory kept him and his team kept attacking Megan in the media. And as everything came out, you know, it's like, oh, shit. And I'm pretty sure Mariah, the scientist, had that oh, shit moment, too. I'm pretty sure she had that oh, shit moment as well. And was like, oh, fuck. This nigga who I've been working with, he didn't, you know, you know, he didn't. Um, it's like, yeah, like he didn't. Did he did this? And you got to think about her as, a, again, another black woman was probably thinking, again, what the fuck? He did this to a black woman. And here I am speaking up for this nigga, talking about how I've worked with him and I still do. Well, again, this was two years ago. I've worked with him and I still do work with Tory for years now. And he's never disrespected me as a woman. In fact, I feel like, you know, when she was talking to the other artist, she was like, hey, I feel like you got a hidden agenda because you're speaking on a situation that you that ain't got shit to do with you. And she probably realized years after a couple of years after the fact is like, bitch, you were speaking on a situation you didn't uh, that ain't had shit to do with you. But again and again, that's because that artist, I'm going to say this, the artist who she was talking back to the, the cash page girl, you spoke out like somebody like the media was coming to you to ask you something and they weren't. But here you were talking about, oh, I've worked for Tory and for sure he doesn't respect women. But, you know, I can't say I know that they're whatever the fuck she was saying. But, oh, yeah, he doesn't respect women. And it's like, girl, both of y'all, you and Mariah, because I can hold my faves accountable. Unlike you, you motherfuckers who are y'all faves fans, y'all can't hold them accountable. I can hold my faves accountable. You and Mariah spoke about a situation that ain't had shit to do with either of y'all. But Mariah did have a point in saying that, girl, it feel like a hidden agenda because you came out the woodwork with this shit. You came out the woodwork with that shit. Came out of nowhere with that shit. You came out of nowhere with that shit to prove a fucking point. Only for her to years later. And this was even see months ago because I'm, I'm looking at the screenshots now months ago because this narrative of y'all saying that, oh, yeah, she said something about Megan in regards to the Tory situation. So now nah, I ain't going to listen to the bitch. Fuck her. Megan. Finally, she came out and said, I never. And again, I never spoke about Megan ever. I spoke pretentiously on his behalf and have learned a lot from that situation. But that's not enough for y'all. That's not good enough for y'all. Y'all want to nail her to the fucking cross and watch her bleed out. Y'all are demonic and sick, sinister and twisted. And you know what? In 2023, maybe just maybe we all need to unplug from Twitter and social media for about three to six months. Can we do that? 
Can we not tweet for a while? Can we go back to writing in our journals and diaries and talking to our significant others for those of us who are in relationships and talking to our friends? Can we remove ourselves from the, from that side of the matrix? Because so many of y'all are plugged in to where y'all are still holding that girl accountable. Y'all talk so much shit about her. Oh, she can't sing. She can't this. She can't this. She's one of those soft singers like Amaya, like a Sade, like an Aaliyah, like a Janet Jackson. Yes, bitch, I'm putting her in that category like them, bitch. Now what? What the fuck you going? What the fuck you bitches? gonna do not a goddamn thing eat it bitch eat it the fuck up y'all hate that girl so fucking much and i say hate not dislike but y'all hate her and hate is a strong fucking emotion and again this argument of how oh colorism is the only reason why she's famous y'all get mad when her fans are affectionately not seriously but affectionately calling her a queen of r&b a princess of r&b y'all get so fucking mad y'all get so mad like the way that y'all drag Mariah, the scientist is the same way that y'all be dragging Aaliyah years later. Talking about, oh, Aaliyah wasn't a legend. She just died young and y'all just give her too much credit. And then, bitch, you wouldn't know a legend if they came and, and kicked you in your fucking pussy or your balls and spit on your fucking forehead and, and thudded you with a middle finger into your and thudded your ass into your forehead and made you fall back bitch like you fell into the fucking universe uh, the fucking multiverse like dr strange fuck is you talking about fuck y'all leave mariah the scientist alone fuck y'all y'all if y'all don't get y'all don't get her as an artist just fucking say that but when people come for y'all faves oh bitch y'all be ready to go to war See, I just simply defend these, defend my face, but also, again, hold them accountable because she even said to herself, she spoke pretentiously on a situation that she didn't know about, but she has since learned from that entire situation. And y'all still don't want to give her a chance, but it's fine because people like me are going to still be here for that girl. And when album three come out next year, bitch, you hoes finna be sick of me. Y'all finna be sick of me, bitch. Fuck y'all at the end of the day. Fuck Y'all. Oh, child. Ooh, like I said, I was going to talk about something lighter. Look, the next segment, I got y'all. But it's just, whew, I had to get that shit out for real, for real. Like I said, this is about to be probably the last episode y'all going to get before the new year. Um, So, yeah, just, whew, y'all, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm fucking tired. I love y'all. My royal court, y'all know that I fuck with y'all. But it's to these Outsiders, those who are outside the royal palace, I'm talking to them. Those the motherfuckers that I'm talking to. Not y'all. Y'all know it's all love. Because y'all, we on the same wavelength. Again, we may not agree all the fucking time, but when we do, we do. And when we don't, hey, we don't be trying to tear each other's fucking heads off and rip each other's tongues out. We don't. And that's why I love that's what I love about y'all. And please, is in 2023. Reach out to me more. Y'all can, you know, if you're listening from Anchor, you can leave voice notes, voicemails, and I will play them on the show. You know, if, um, uh, shit, if you are, what else? Hell, yeah, you know, leave more comments. You know what I'm saying? I love the comments, the five-star ratings. It really helps to push me into the algorithm. Seriously, truly. Um, but man, child, 2022, you, you was a motherfucker. You sure in the fuck was a motherfucker. You was. And 2023, shit finna change for all of us tremendously. I love y'all lots, for real, for real. lots of viewers can relate to is, is sitting on the couch on a Friday night, going through the streaming services, cycling through the movies and, and thinking to themselves, 
they're not making movies for me anymore. As somebody who's been intimately involved in movie making for 30 years, what are the macro Hollywood conditions behind that sentiment? Well, so what happened was um, the DVD was a huge part of our business, of our revenue stream. And technology has just made that uh, obsolete. And so the movies that, that we used to make, you could afford to not make all of your money when it played in the theater because you knew you had the DVD coming behind the release. And six months later, you'd get all, you know, a whole nother chunk. It would be like reopening the movie almost. And when that went away, that changed the type of movies that we could make. I did this movie behind the candelabra and I talked to a studio executive who explained it was a $25 million movie. I would have to put that much into print and advertising, right? To, to market it. Um, what we call PNA, so I'd have to put that in PNA. So now I'm in $50 million. I have to split everything I get with the exhibitor, right? The people who own the movie theaters. So I would have to make $100 million before I got into profit. And and the idea of making $100 million on a story about like this love affair between these two people, yeah, I love everyone in the movie, but I, so that's, a, that's suddenly a massive gamble in a way that it wasn't in the 1990s when they were making all those kind of movies, the kind of movies that I loved and, and the kind of movies that were my bread and butter. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. So to end this episode on a bit of a more lighter note, if you will. So that was a clip of Matt Damon when he was on that uh, YouTube show, that YouTube channel, The Hot Ones, where people come on, the celebrities come on there and they try these like different hot wings that are clearly spicy to the gods. <laughs> And they talk about just, you know, a variety of things. So, ooh, excuse me. And so he was talking about, you know, the whole thing with streaming because, you know, streaming and DVDs and how things have drastically changed in the industry. Because about a month or so ago, Jennifer Lopez had came out and she spoke about how, you know, a lot of movies that because she's known for making a lot of rom-coms and dramas and stuff like that. But rom-coms in particular are not doing what they used to do like 20 some odd years ago, 15 years ago, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And it's because of things like streaming. And while a lot of people, you know, think streaming is the wave of the future and it's still being heralded and hailed as that, when you really look at it, like let's look at HBO Max, for example. Let's look at HBO Max, for example, right? Let's look at the downfall and the just, you know, everything that's happening with a platform like HBO Max. It's literally falling apart. It's falling apart, unfortunately, because it is falling apart because of the new CEO who's basically just getting rid of any and everything that is queer, that's black, that's Latino, that's person of color, that's whatever, anything that's not white, essentially, which is why I'm afraid for a show like Southside, which is a, uh, a sitcom set and based and shot here in Chicago, Illinois, by people who are from Chicago, of course. And it's such a dope series because they were on Comedy Central for the first season. But for whatever reason, negotiations didn't work out. So, you know, they were trying to find it a new home. Boom. HBO Max at the time before the new CEO, you know, before the whole switch and, you know, change and the shift happened. You know, they were on HBO Max and they're still on there. And, you know, they're good. I'm watching season three now. I'm enjoying it. I'm seeing some familiar faces. Shout out to y'all. But now I'm thinking, damn, will they get a season four? Even the rap game. Yes, they got confirmed for a season two. And the writers uh, like, you know, Kid Fury and Issa Rae and them are hard away working, um, you know, working on the series. But 
it's like, damn, are they good? Are they going to be okay? Because the way that everything is happening with the new uh, head of the, the head of everything who's trying to, con who's joining Discovery Plus with HBO Max, he's getting rid of damn near any and everything. Hell, they got rid of Legendary. They just took it off. And while it's been talked and mummered through the pipelines that the creators of the show, the creators of the show are going to look for a new home for, um, they're going to look for a new home for, um, for, whew, for Legendary. Sorry, y'all. I'm a little bit tired. I'm like working this 12 hour shift. It is just fucking crazy. But no, seriously, like, um, they're going to look for it uh, look for a new home to host it. Their people are talking about Amazon Prime, which, you know, I haven't heard bad things about Amazon Prime as far as like them getting rid of programs and stuff like that just out of nowhere, you know, but between HBO Max and even Netflix of all people, Netflix really surprised me with how they're taking off original content. It's different when they're taking down, like, let's say they have the uh, Charlie's Angels movies from the early 2000s on there, and then they're not on there, and then they end up on, like, stars that you can get access to on Hulu or the Stars app or Showtime or whatever the case is. That's to do with licensing, right? You know, licensing different properties, stuff that we grew up watching, all of that, right? Because, you know, Good Times, another example there, the show Good Times is on Amazon Prime. Uh, Moesha is on Amazon Prime as well as Netflix. Sister Sister is on Netflix. Living Single is on Hulu. Like, you know what I'm saying? Friends is on, I believe, either Hulu or Netflix. It's somewhere. But, you know, like different shows are on different places. Either, you know, they have the full rights to them or it's a license that lasts for so long because you're leasing it, you know, so on and so forth. But nowadays, when you really look at the landscape, a lot of movies and TV shows are not really being made for the consumer for the audience they're just being made for as a cash grab which you know when it gets into streaming it's just really weird you know because again with h with um netflix for example like i was saying they've been taking off a lot of stuff like there was this one show that i really loved on netflix called hemlock grove it was the supernatural show like supernatural horror fantasy show i love with a bit of sci-fi in there and i loved it come to find out they took that off months ago and i'm like what the fuck and i didn't want to believe it as i read the article i ran over to netflix i looked it up and it's not there anymore then when you even try to find let's say dvds of it you know the dvds because dvds they you know depending on the region you know what region if you get a dvd in region two like region two here better yet let me break this down for you guys let me break this down for you guys give me one second DVD regions, yeah, region codes. Yeah, let's break this shit down, y'all. Let's break this shit down. So, when it comes to the different regions, you have for the DVDs and their region codes, region one is Canada, the United States, and U.S. territories. So, we're talking places like, you know, Puerto Rico, um, you know, just like surrounding areas that are considered U.S. territories. Region two is Japan, Europe, South Africa, the Middle East, including Egypt, and Greenland. Uh, region three is Southeast Asia and East Asia, including Hong Kong. And I believe there are a few more. Let's see. Oh, yes, I was right. Ha ha ha. Region four is Australia, New Zealand, uh, New Zealand, uh, the Pacific Islands, Central America, Mexico, South America and the Caribbean. Region five, Eastern Europe, Russia, the Indian subcontinent, Africa, North Korea and Mongolia. Region six is China. Region 7, reserved for unspecific special use. Region 8, special international venues for air and oceanic travel. So when it comes to like looking up DVDs for Hemlock Grove per se, I kept finding them on, because I found them on Amazon, right? 
and I found them, but they were in different regions. And the thing is, if you were to buy, if you're in region one, like Canada or here in the US, and you buy a DVD that's only going to play in region two, and you don't have a DVD player that is compatible or even plays region two movies, like again, you could get the Hemlock Grove series, but the DVD will be region two. So that means it only plays where? In Japan, Europe, South Africa, the Middle East, including Egypt and Greenland. So you're basically fucked out of money and you can't even fucking watch the, the you know, watch your favorite show. So that's why I'm like, it's, it's fucked up because even with the DVD game, it's like they really are trying to like make it to where this media is unconsumable. You can't watch it anymore once they strip it from these platforms. And it's just weird because, again, y'all put so much Netflix. You guys put a lot of money into original content. And then you got the stuff that people do like, the stuff that people do want, y'all get rid of it versus giving us the stuff that no one is asking for. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell? And granted, you know, my thing is the money that's coming in to pay people like Tyler Perry, Shonda Rhimes, <sighs> Ryan Murphy, because um, y'all know I still don't see it for him after that Dahmer shit, and I never will. And you know what? Side note, let me just take this time to apologize, because I know I, in that rant, when me and my homegirl Crystal did that episode, I really ragged on Niecy Nash, and she is just the actress. It's not her fault that, she, you know, all the stuff that happened in real life and the kid, the person who she was portraying in the series. It's just black trauma has to stop being used as a as a met metric if you will and it has to stop being used whether it's when they see us the Dahmer stuff whatever the fuck it has to stop being used hell what is it um fuck what is that uh damn movie it was because ryan coogler had made it and i you know that's another movie i cannot watch i cannot watch it but it's the movie with jordan peele here i'm gonna look it up fuck that hold on we are gonna look that up yes fruitville station hell judas and the black messiah like it's just certain stuff that should not be used in order for black actors and actresses to obtain things like an Oscar, or Emmy or Tony or whatever, or Golden Globe or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? Like there should be other projects that help to get you those awards instead of projects that are about real life people who died in horrific ways. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to take the time because that was really on my mind for the past like month or so. I was like, damn, I really read this woman for filth and I would hate for her to like not want to fuck with me in real life. Like, girl, look, I love you, Nisha Nash. You are hilarious. You're wonderful. You're a great person. Love seeing you and your wife all through the timeline. It's beautiful. You know, it was just, girl, I really wish you would have declined on that opportunity, you know, because it's like, I just, it's just because again, that project really stirred up a lot in me and I'm never going to apologize for how I feel, but I will apologize for what I said and how I came off when I directed my energy towards her in particular as a black woman. Anyway, getting back to it. Um, yes, yeah, like, you know, they try to make these things unwatchable and unobtainable damn near to where you would even have to hunt on eBay and hope that this, like, you have to read the details thoroughly to make sure, okay, this is going to play in region one. It's not going to play in region two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know what I'm saying? Which the other ones, as you can see, seven, like the seventh one is for like special use or something like that. And then the eighth one is for basically traveling overseas and you know oceanic travel so you know you're basically traveling overseas but like regions one through six are all different countries so again you don't want to get a dvd that's only for region six because region six is china you know and so it's just like what i will say you guys is we need to make media great again make dvds great again start buying dvds invest in physical media that even goes for music too like streaming whether it's music 
or television or f television and film and even theater because hell on Disney Plus they have what is it um damn what is Hamilton and stuff like that plays which I'll give plays more leeway you know what I'm saying because unless you got the money and are able to fly to these places because plays are in certain cities or unless they are traveling and they go to different you know major cities and have theater runs hey that's that right but what I will say is that we need to make physical media great again we need to make dvds great again because to be honest with you the fact that uh, you have somebody like a matt damon who broke that shit down because even he was talking about the movie that he did it was the i think the iron giant here let me make sure i got my because i remember that movie too yes the iron giant um that came out in 1999 now originally this movie some fun fact wait i don't even think matt damon was there. okay so he wasn't in it but Fun fact, though, with the Iron Giant, it actually was a commercial. It was a flop commercially because the budget was 50 million. The box office, they made 31.3 million. So commercially, it was a flop in the box office. However, what saved that movie in the aftermath after its theater run was excuse me, what saved it in its aftermath was the DVD release, the home, the VHS and DVD, the home media release. When you would go to Hollywood Video and Blockbuster and things like that, which is funny how Netflix literally made a, sh a show about the last Blockbuster on Earth that's in Alaska, mind you, but and canceled it after one season. And it's just like, damn, so y'all basically trolled the, the company that you put out of business only to then cancel that show. It's like, and these cancellations, it hurts everybody, not just the cast, but also the crew, people who depend on these jobs, people who depend on these reciprocal checks, you know what I'm saying? Because even like motherfucking, even like the people, you know, for these Netflix shows and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? The HBO Max shows that are being like taken off the platforms. Like, yo, now these people, even the actors and actresses, their check, their residual checks, money that they count on is gone. And these are people who are in the middle class of acting, so to speak, where it's like they're most the bulk of their money comes from the residuals that they get. But when those residuals are cut off because of the moves that are being made by the higher ups, they have to then like search far and wide and get on projects where they get, you know, permanent roles, hell, recurring roles. They just get roles where <laughs> they get roles where they're on these shows and don't have to worry about where the next check is going to come in from. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people would be like, oh, capitalism, blah, blah, blah. shut the fuck up. Because we ain't talking about this shit. It's like everything got to fucking be about capitalism. Shut up. Anyway, because a lot of motherfuckers just, eh, y'all just be talking out of y'all ass at this point, child. And did you exfoliate and scrub that ass first and moisturize it since you want to talk out of it? And did you wipe it and dish out, you dirty bitch? Any fucking way. Ugh. We have to, once again, understand that this shit affects everybody from the consumers, us in the audience, to the actors, the writers, the directors, the producers, the gaffers, the lighting techs, the, the assistant directors, associate producers, the PAs, production assistants, the makeup artists, the hairstylists, the costume designers, the set designers, the prop masters, everybody who matters. Everybody who matters to make these movies and these TV shows all get affected at the end of the day. It's like some family feud type shit, you know, or shout out to Jay-Z and 444. But it's just like, yo, what in the entire fuck? 
Like, this is shameful. Like, here's the thing. I'll say this. Shout out to Disney Plus and Disney itself, though. Shout out to them in the sense of, you know what, a lot, all, damn near, all the movies that we watched growing up when it was, like, October and, you know, all, oh, my God, I remember when the networks, Nickelodeon, Disney, Cartoon Network, they would have, like, October would, would be, when it was October, baby, it was their month. October, from October to December, baby, those were the months because they the whole channels would be, like, themed, and they would, oh, my God, y'all don't get it. They would be themed out. They would have, like, stuff that was specifically geared towards, you know, what the theme was. Duh, right? So, <clears throat> so you know, it would be just these, like, Halloween episodes, Thanksgiving episodes, even Christmas episodes, New Year's Eve episodes, New Year's episodes, all of that stuff, right? But, um, yeah, it's just, like, shout out to Disney, though, because, like, all those movies that I remember watching growing up during Halloween, for example, Halloween, you know, spooky season, October, I can now have access to them on Disney+. Plus. Whereas, you know, if it wasn't for Disney getting into the streaming uh, ring and arena, I probably would have had to try to find the DVDs of the stuff. Now, I'm not going to lie. I do wish that um, a place, a company and network like Nickelodeon would put Cousin Skeeter on somebody's streaming service. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Paramount. You know what I'm saying? Like, put Cousin Skeeter on there. Like, the real obscure TV shows and cartoon shows and sitcoms that we watched growing up that almost feels like a Mandela effect where you're like, damn, did this shit really happen? Yeah, those shows, I really wish that they would be released onto some type of streaming platform because it's like, damn, if you're not going to give us DVDs anytime soon, you know, damn, what do we have to do to have access to our childhood? You know, to glimpses and pieces of our childhood you know stuff that we love to watch growing up and even that it's like a matter of also licensing and it's just like a lot of stuff goes into the into the art that we consume people think that this shit is easy because folks make it look easy but baby the back end the business side of things honey it is a lot but i just really want to encourage y'all for real for real to get back into physical media seriously because see again going with the iron going back to the iron giant it was released on VHS and DVD on November 23rd, 1999, uh, following uh, it was with the laser laser disc release following on December 6th. Warner Brothers spent 35 million to market the home video release of the film. So you're talking commercials, posters, flyers, the, the VHS copies, the DVDs, copies, all of that. Uh, the VHS edition came in three versions, pan and scan, pan and scan with an affixed giant toy to the clamshell case and a widescreen version. All of the initial widescreen home releases were in the 1.85 dash, uh, well, semicolon one, the incorrect aspect ratio for the film. Now, in 2000, television rights to the film were sold to both Cartoon Network and TNT for $3 million. Cartoon Network, they did, and I remember this, because Cartoon Network stayed showing it the film continuously for 24 hours in the early 2000s for such holidays as the 4th of July and Thanksgiving. Now, the special edition DVD was released on November 16, 2004. Now, in 2015, uh, Bird entered discussions with Warner Brothers regarding the possibility of releasing the Iron Giant on Blu-ray. And then on April 23rd, he wrote on Twitter that Warner Brothers and I have been talking, but they want a bare bones disc. I want better and encourage the fans to send Warren, Warner home video in favor of to send tweets to Warner home video in favor of a special edition Blu-ray of the film. The film was ultimately released on Blu-ray uh, later in, in September 6, uh, 2016, 
and included both the theoretical and the 2015 signature edition cuts, as well as a documentary titled The Giant's Dream that covered the making of the film. See, and that's another thing too, a side note, you know, the, with DVDs, we get access to commentary from the directors. We get to hear their vision and why they did what they did with certain scenes and certain films. You get to see deleted scenes, alternate versions of scenes, alternate endings, hell, alternate openings, all of that stuff. So it's like, we, and then here's the the real fucking fun part, the, not the fun part, but the ironic part is, uh, going back to, like I said, the um, special edition and a documentary that was released that covered the making of the film, this version also received a DVD release months earlier on February 6th with the Giants uh, Dream documentary, documentary removed, unfortunately. The film became available on HBO Max on November 1st, 2020, which is ironic because I don't know if the Giant, uh, the Iron Giant is still on there because of how HBO Max is just throwing the axe to everything. But you see how, again, uh, with the film failing in the in the box office, it ended up having more success you know, later on with home releases. So if we really make a stand as citizens, as, as people who love art and love these TV shows and these talk, not talk shows, TV shows and films and stuff like that and start buying the DVDs, we are letting the industry know, hey, DVDs still matter. Home media still matters. Please, like, give us that shit. You know what I'm saying? Especially now. Like, I feel like media in healthy forms, where when it comes to music and just comes to art, there's healthy forms of escapism. And right now, with everything that's going on, people are turning to streaming services to escape from the harsh realities of what the fuck is going on with inflation and, you know, recession and this whole war with Ukraine and all this other shit. And they want to just relax, rewind, you know, rewind, unwind, and just, you know, they just want to live. They just want to live vicariously through these different stories and be entertained we deserve to be entertained we deserve to be entertained we deserve to be entertained so i just pray that this message really gets out to y'all that hey we have to make physical media great again there is no excuse for it we have to make physical media great again anyways y'all look i am prince onyx i love y'all i will be right back but whew, i just let me drink some water to catch my breath but we will be right back but i love y'all lots but again Make physical media great again. If you do nothing else in 2023, please make that one of your goals, your objectives. Uh, hell, treat that shit like mission. A uh, mission. Hell, mission impossible number eight. God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, I'll be right back. Peace. Hey, hey, hey. And I am back once again. And you know what? Because I'm just really in the spirit of just like apologizing for not necessarily how I felt on certain things, but just my energy and how I could have really course corrected that. But I'm course correcting it now. God damn it. Okay. That Ice Spice girl, I fucks with her. Her music is, you know what? She's fun. Just like Glorilla is fun. Lotto, Big Lotto, um, Megan Thee Stallion, Doja Cat, Rico Nasty, City Girls, you know, Little Nas X, Saucy Santana. You know what I'm saying? She's fun. It was just, you know what? I was in my feelings because I am an artist myself. So sometimes, sometimes I get in my feelings when people just blow up out of nowhere. But you know what? The girl is working hard. She is enjoying her life. She's young, you know, black, gifted, talented, all of that. And hey, look, however long she has 
as far as her career expect you know shelf life expectancy hey look enjoy it make good investments if you got anybody in your corner who's really genuinely down for you and helping you out you know and letting you know hey girl invest your money in this that and the third um but it was also that stuff, but i ain't gonna lie that stuff about her and the whole club promotions and work you know uh, performing at clubs and how she like reneged on the initial contracts that had irritated me because i'm like girl that's bad business like these motherfuckers can make it to where oh bitch you can't perform here and then they tell the other friend other you know friends and colleagues and business partners and stuff in the circuit and in the scene and stuff like that not to book you so you know don't make things hard for yourself you know what i'm saying uh but yeah ice spice girl i fucks with you love your music i'm looking forward to seeing what else you got for us as far as you know 2023 because i'm telling you now you know another thing because i had touched on it earlier in another segment once again mariah the scientist is a fucking genius y'all don't understand her music i'm not going to keep explaining that to you morons again this is not to my real court this is to you outsiders you muggles you trolls you more not uh, you fucking morlocks you want to be warlocks you dusty but dusty dirt booty ass dust bunny ass niggas and bitches alike y'all don't understand that girl's music and her pen and she's talented as fuck her pen game is sick. She may not be anybody's, you know, Whitney Houston or Patti LaBelle or some shit like that, but goddamn it, she can sing. We let Ashanti rock. We let Aaliyah rock. May she rest in peace forever and always. We got people like, again, Ashanti, Maya, Sierra, Nivea. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell, not every single girl has to be belting out notes and screaming to the top of their lungs and like shattering glass and shit like that. And that's okay. So, you know, hey, but again, Ice Spice, you are played throughout throughout over here you know the royal hour podcast yes i am listening to your music girl and i love it and yeah i'm just looking forward to seeing what you got for us but again 2023 baby look new music coming out from people here y'all might even get some music from me who knows and you know i hope that y'all do enjoy it by the way <laughs> but yeah i spice i fuss with the music she's dope she's funny and just you know just carefree and that's what i think we all should low-key aspire to be is carefree because how how can i lose if i'm already chose like if the party not live then i'd rather not go <laughs> like first she really putting motherfuckers on game it's like you gotta think before you make any moves <laughs> but anyway jada kiss laugh anyway <laughs> I will talk to y'all later. <laughs>Hey everybody, welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. So to be honest with you, I think I'm going to end this episode on a bit of a high note, if you will, and just what to look forward to. Uh, With 2023 comes season two. Um, There will be more collaborations. Uh, Me and my good sis Crystal are going to definitely come back and finish our review of Interview with The the Vampire on AMC+. Um, But there's going to be more collaborations, more guest speakers and possibly possibly a co-host we just have to figure out each other's schedules make sure that it works for us and you know make it do what it do so with that being said i love you all a lot and just remember to believe none of what you what is it (laughs) believe none of what you see and only half of what you hear and we just really have to be the change that we want to see in the world but also with that with that and within that be the change that we want to see 
within the black community. You know what I'm saying? Like the culture, the culture, the culture, the culture. We really need to have a dissection and a council meeting. We really need to talk about the culture. Because again, when it comes to this Megan and Tory Lane situation, just about everybody has shown their ass. And not in the way that y'all would think. <laughs> you know, but people have really shown themselves for you know, supporting abusers and standing by that and being perfectly fine with that because that's they homie. That's the homeboy. Oh, he didn't do nothing wrong. He's a good man. He's a good man, Savannah girl. You know, like it's that mindset, you know what I'm saying? Of, oh, he's a good man. He's a good man. He didn't do nothing. Like we have to stop again, painting every black man as innocent until proven guilty when it is on record and we have the proof that they have done something vile. We have to stop treating every black man like again they are Nelson Mandela or Emmett Till or any of the other countless innocent black men and boys who were murdered in this country unjustly and as far as Nelson Mandela he was you know imprisoned over in Africa you know in South Africa and all of that stuff we but still we have to stop we have to stop comparing every every one of these other men from Bill Cosby to Trey Songs to um, motherfucking who is it R. Kelly to Tory Lanez to hell Kodak Black to Boosie to whomever to these men who were a part of the revolution to help further the progress of black people and the betterment of black people because that's not what they're doing they are entertainers who are abusing their power of you know, fame, access, and money, and taking it out on abusing innocent people who have done nothing to them, in particular, black girls and black women. Even though with Bill Cosby, yes, it was primarily non-black women, but there were black women that he also assaulted too, you guys. We cannot, you know, pretend like this man didn't ruin black, he didn't impact and ruin women's lives. Hell, the uh, one black woman who was on Law & Order SVU before Ice-T's character had came in, you know, she was one of Bill Cosby's victims. Hell, even Garcelle Bouvet, who is, you know, we know her as Fancy from the Jamie Foxx show. And she was also in Coming to America. And she's currently on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She was almost a victim. But luckily, her intuition kicked in and she listened to her gut and she got the fuck out of Dodge. So, again, you guys believe None of what you see and only half of what you hear um, in 2023. Be mindful of your tongue. 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 Be mindful of your tongue, because what you say you will attract and therefore it will become a reality. And y'all can keep thinking that people are just making this up and we're just, you know, talking just to talk. No, we're being serious. And you guys need to really, really, really realize that. And just, you know, if you need to heal, continue to heal. If you want to learn some new things, go learn some new things. If you want to do things that you've never done before, like skydiving or learning how to swim or driving a car or whatever, go for it. I'm going to always encourage you guys to go for what works for you all. Point blank and what? Period. But all right, you guys, I will have to go ahead and get on up out of here. But again, I just want to leave you guys on a bit of a high note. I know this episode was very, very emotionally charged, but hey, it is within reason just because I had a lot of stuff to get off of my chest as we you know, wrap up this year. So I will see you guys in the coming year and peace and love to you all. Peace out. Hey. 
Hey guys, what's going on? I just wanted to let you guys know before we get on up out of here with your good guy here, Prince Onyx, I just want to let you lovely people know where you can find me. So if you are in the TikTok streets, you can find me at Prince of the Go. That is P-R-I-N-C-E. O-F-T-H-E-G-O and the go is short for Chicago or you can just simply type in Prince Onyx and I will pop up. Now that same name I just gave you, Prince of the Go, you can also find me under that same moniker over at Instagram. You know, trying to keep in tune with the whole Prince royalty background you know, the brand. (laughs) And you can also find me under my second Instagram Prince of Gotham with the number one and Gotham like, you know, Gotham City, you know, in case you guys haven't put, put two and two together comic book reference. And you guys can also find me at Fanbase, Prince Onyx. And you can also find me on these Twitter streets, Prince Onyx World. Now that after you spell out Prince, the Onyx is O-N-Y-X, all capitalized, and World is spelled W-R-L-D. So it's World minus the O, and that is all capitalized as well. So be sure that you are following me and keeping up up to date with me and staying in touch with me as I want to hear from you lovely people. And other than that, we will go ahead and get on up out of here. So I love you guys lots. And let me know your thoughts on this recent episode. Until we meet again peace oh and how could i forget you can also find me on youtube prince onyx hello come on now i'm definitely trying to keep this brand going and going and going and going not even trying i am keeping this brand going but again i just want you guys to know where you guys can find me all right talk to you later peace